Thanks for listening to the Dr. Drew Podcast on Podcast One. Hey, welcome to Dr. Drew Podcast. Uh, the usual stuff, everybody. Don't forget to support the people who support the pods, the swinging sounds. Uh, click through on the Amazon banners at drdrew.com and click through and support the people that support these podcasts so we can keep doing these things. And we try to carefully select the people that support it. So uh, these are all good things. And they're either things that Corolla signs off on or I sign off on. But uh, we are we're privileged to have the support we have. And we're privileged to have you guys as listeners. And I'm privileged today to welcome Jim O'Hare. O'Hare like the airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, the web show Lullaby League. Uh, you know Jim, of course, from Parks and Recreation where he's Jerry. Uh, daytime Emmy for Outstanding Guest Performer in a Drama Series in Bold and the Beautiful. Shocker, but true. Um, I think my <laughs> friend uh, Kim Brown, um, Kimberlyn Brown, uh, was in Bold and Beautiful. She's the evil Stephanie or something. I, I, I got to be I don't want. Uh, You're doing a while. It's, okay. uh, it's a, it's, it's, it's a um, it's soap. And, uh, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I don't either. So that's why I'm, I'm struggling as well. Uh, I'm listening to KBC in the afternoons, oh, doctor. Yay, so thank I, uh, you for that. Oh my God, you're my biggest fan. But it's true. I'm your biggest fan. So uh, you can see Jim on Curb, Always Sunny, Veep, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Really, probably I'm, I'm a Brooklyn Nine Nine fan. But you, the three of my very favorite comedies are right there: Curb, Sunny, and Veep. I oh, mean, nice. I, I love that. That must have been so fun. Yeah, uh, each one. I'm huge fans of all of them, yeah. and and the one on. Uh, uh, it's always sunny. That is literally. I'm just. Vi- I'm there visually. And they said to me, "We have this bit. We were thinking it might be funny to do." I said, "Who's in it?" And they said, "Everybody." I said, "I'm in." Yeah. The, 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 the minute they said everybody would be in the scene, yeah, which meant I would hang with them. Uh, I, I was on board. And that I had the opportunity to do a. They had some sort of uh, special added feature for the DVD where right. me and. Uh, DeVito and Charlie just sat and just analyzed what was going on. Well, DeVito ate like a sub sandwich. While like, we were, what's going on with the show itself? Yeah, we oh, like my a, gosh. DeVito's going, what do you think of these guys when they behave like that? I go, well, they're all sociopaths. They're and, huge sociopaths, and I love each one of them. But they're like a, they're a bunch of pirates, and so there's like a moral code amongst the rogues. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, interesting. And uh, and Caitlin was so great. I think, did her show just get canceled? It did. The Mick got pulled. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was such a fan of that show, too. I love the Mick. That's one I I've had a couple issues this pilot this uh, the last few days with the pickups. Though Brooklyn Nine Nine was canceled, got picked back it up. It got picked back up. I, was sort of I think it was my tweet that did it. <laughs> I'm pretty say, sure. Oh, tweet? I just said I don't understand this. Like you, it's rare to have great shows. And well, it's weird. Fox seemed to like cancel everything. It's like just we're starting over. We're going to clean it up. Usually means new executives in that are trying. Usually, to, yeah. well, Parks was lucky because we thought we were going to be gone too because uh, there was a crossover. Uh, Greenblatt came in after we were already in the. Air. And yes, a lot of times they wanted to be their their network, yes. which meant they picked all yeah. the shows. But I think what happened with Parks, we lucked out. Um, the same year he came in, I, it was either Time or Newsweek. One of us called us the show of the year. And I think that put a lot of pressure on him. How do you pull you don't. what one of the major, you know, legit magazines are calling the show of the year? And, and so, <laughs> and, and now when you really you think about Parks, Curb, Sunny, V, Brooklyn Nine Nine, it, it's the lightning in the bottle is the cast, right? And, and yeah. same with the Mick, which I thought was an unbelievable cast. And and I hate to say this because I don't I don't can't think of her name, but the woman who plays the girl, the kids nanny maid or whatever, unbelievable oh, my. The Hispanic woman, a Hispanic and woman, when she sings and stuff. I'm like, oh my god, where did I that Love yeah. her, and I, she was you. on um, oh, the one before. Yeah, I she, didn't know. Recurred. Uh, oh, raising she, hope, raising hope, which was another great another show. great show and that it got was pulled. So funny that at the end of one of the episodes, like one of the last seasons, um, what's her name, elderly woman that plays older woman. That oh, Cloris Leachman. Leachman, yeah, is in the back of a car, like she's you know drunk. <laughs> right, she goes, it. she goes. Will you people tell your friends about this show? A lot of people really work hard on it. Yes. We like it. So let us keep going. Will you please tell everybody I about saw it? That. This is so funny. I love that show. Uh, those shows are right up my alley. Uh, yeah. and, and the Mick was truly up my alley. That's I was surprised. So funny. I That's was so surprised. Weird. I thought that was a no-brainer that it would go. So I, I tell you, I've given up. And I realize what I have to accept. A lot of it is just business. Like, in other words, a studio owns half and a network. So it's not as good for the network because if the network owns the all money, of it, money, it's good yeah. for syndication. Cool. And so there's all sorts of crap that goes on but yeah it's unfortunate it's not just the quality of the product exactly but yeah. to be on a, to have guested on those amazing shows that you know i'm still i still get starstruck like i love meeting people from my favorite oh, shows I, I love it and yeah. i have still 
I, I'm glad that hasn't gone away because you know I've been around a lot of years now and I've met a lot yeah, of people. I want, I want to hear about that. I'm not quite ready yeah. to hear the whole story yet. But <laughs> I just did a uh, carpool karaoke or whatever. Oh, did you? And it yes. was it was somebody from uh, Silicon Valley, the guy star of Silicon Valley. Oh, what what's up, Gary? You're looking st- you're looking stunned. Well, I'm just I I'm excited that you did carpool karaoke. Yeah, it was not with Jan. I love with, that uh, show. It was just with it was two guys and the one guy was from Silicon Valley and I'm like a huge fan. I'm like oh, I'll go hang out with him. Was Fine. it Corden? Did you say which one? Was it with James Corden? It was not. James was not there. He was not there. But did you say which Silicon? Valley. The the guy that's the CEO of uh, Thomas Pied, Pied Piper. Yeah. yeah, Thomas. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's unbelievable. He's quietly, yeah. Well, Silicon <laughs> Valley, it's another one. Yeah. The last three, last three episodes particularly, having been in startups before, yeah. the last three episodes – the accuracy of all the different things that can go wrong, yeah. that, it just makes it come to life. And didn't they just lose one of their main guys? Uh, they t- they said goodbye to TJ. At the, TJ, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was four. it, yeah. But Jimmy's coming back. Yeah, they figured it out for during season five. And I, I sort of like that they went a couple episodes shorter. Oh, was it shorter this season? It was eight instead of ten. But it worked out well. I thought this season was really good. Oh, my God. Only eight eps. Wow, that's Wow, that's the world. No, it's what you're right. It's what it's what the world's turning into. Yeah, you get ten, you're like wow. So tell me about Lullaby League. Uh, Lullaby League is a show that I shouldn't be hosting because um, I've never had children and they make me crazy. Uh, I I, 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 just you just pitch yourself to be the host of no. I did not pitch myself. They came (laughs) to me. uh, They the reason it worked. I think it works is because they let me be. The person who's really not into children, and uh, I can be snarky and I can be a little irreverent, and uh, oh so I, I and they wanted it. They didn't want to just be some milk toast host. Just wait, let's oh. describe it. Teams of acapella singers compete to sing crying babies to, to sleep. sleep. Yeah, how do you get past child protective services? Uh, well, there, there's some inquiries. You don't don't judge me. Uh, there's some inquiries. I have this oh thing in my, my ankle God. for a couple months. It's not a big deal. It's on Facebook. <laughs> it's on Pop. And am I a Scary Mommy YouTube channel? Too. That's what I was reading. I'm like, what is that? Oh, dude, Scary Mommy. I knew nothing about this. Yeah. It's a brand that is so huge. Mother, I guarantee any mother listening, it? it's called Scary Mommy. And? and anyone listening right now who is a mother, I guarantee knows of Scary Mommy. They get like 80 million hits a month. And what so is, what's scary about it's it? It's nothing scary, uh, but th- basically it's scary to be a mommy. Uh, like in other yeah. words... It ain't easy. No kidding. And so they do. triplets. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've heard. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) So it's basically a site where people go and there's – they handle things, you know, some serious stuff, some super silly stuff, but they handle a lot of stuff with, you know, laughter and good cheer. And uh, they also talk about how to deal with issues that are happening, whether it's illness and – Legit, you know, serious things as well as funny things that kids are doing and how to train them and all that kind of stuff. So it's an amazing brand that has only been out there for three or four years and it has just blown up. Well, I knew nothing about it. Something would be a, a sort of predominant community for moms. I mean, it's needed. This is exactly, yeah. it's a community for moms, yeah. yeah. And I always say, I know they don't promote it this way, but it's for dads too because there's well, some. Well, sure, I would rather all get some little information. I'd, just, be, I'd be hungry for that if I were. Yeah, you know, and it's were, coming so from moms and people who know what they're doing. And Now, you know. March for Our Lives gets the proceeds. What, well, what happens is, what happened, we didn't expect this, the music, first of all, the reason I think initially they even came to me is they had heard me say somewhere, I love acapella. Mm. I just do. I love barbershop. I was in an acapella uh, group in medical school. Oh, di- medical! Who's got time for that we, in we medical school? It's so weird. We spontaneous. There were a bunch of musicians in my class. We spun- one guy put up a little flyer one day, and we first got there. He goes, "Hey, anybody wants to kind of form a group? Maybe some of us get together at lunch and by the piano. There was a piano in the certain part of the, the campus." And God darn it, eight guys showed up, and we would just go every lunch, and we'd spend our lunches there. And we, is, it was just weird. It just that's formed crazy. spontaneously. Yeah. So you're a singer? Oh yeah. No, I was. A, I was actually very. I was. I was thinking about for about five minutes. Thank God I did not take this very seriously. <laughs> I was going to go to West Germany and, and train as a, in opera. Holy cow! Yeah. A real singer. Yeah. And my son is a real singer, a real musician, and I realize the difference now. So thank God. Oh I really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that, wow, but I love that kind of music, yeah. and I love what they can do with their voices. It's like there's a band. Yeah. It really, it, it's amazing. It, it's it's a. I will tell you, as a somebody's done that stuff, it's a great way to learn m- the music of sight singing and singing, and you know. So can you just be stuff. handed things and? Nah, and I don't know if I can anymore. Right. I don't know, but then I was pretty good at it, sort of. Even though you were going into med school, 
It's just lunch. We just because I already was. I was already trained. I was already trained as a singer. I went so. to the bar next behind Loyola for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> like, what were you doing? See, that's why you have your career and I have mine. They're Stop very different. They're so, very, very tell me different. more about March for Our Lives. What well, so. Um, the music has become so popular from the show because a lot of these acapella groups ended up writing songs for the kids. Oh, wow. That they've now put them on a, I don't know, what do you kids call it? Not albums, CD, however you get music. Yeah. It's on, on iTunes, iTunes and Spotify yeah. and all the profits go to uh, March Real Life. Great. Yeah, which is, that part's really great. But the music is so catchy. Um, and, and, and just to give you, what we do is we showed up in people's homes. Of course, it was all planned. We didn't just show up yeah. at their homes. Uh, they put cameras in the kids' room. And then I would interview the folks, interview the baby. I mean, they're infants, so yeah. by interviewing, I mean try yeah, to keep my distance. That's really funny. Yeah, and the oh, the, <laughs> sm- the smells and the yeah, oh, it's good times, good times. Uh, and then they would put the baby down. I, and I'm sorry. Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Lie them that down. That did sound terrible. <laughs> so by the end, we literally were putting babies down, oh, as you do. Uh, no, uh, yes, we were putting them in their cribs or whatever they were sleeping in and uh then an acapella group would come in and try to sleep get them to sleep and there were two groups every episode and whoever did it the fastest won the episode it goes on and on and on at the end it's down to two groups and they have to put twins to sleep and then the group won a big recording thing with uh, some big place in new york and so it was huge for them and exciting and but the music is really catchy and the thing that's interesting every parent everyone unless they were you know just chatting and just to say it told me that their babies went to sleep quicker than they normally do oh that's interesting with that music i would have um, predicted it would be longer just the oh noise. yes yeah. now the, as far as the they were in the rooms lights are out yeah uh cameras are in the room but right before that we have lights and cameras mm-hmm. and so you think there would have you know maybe too much stimulation or something but they didn't and the other thing is every kid who took a big dump <laughs> they were the first ones out <laughs> and i said i can relate I can absolutely Sing relate. The shit out of <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because every once in a while the parent would, oh, do you want to hold the baby? Oh, okay. So they give it to me and, you know, I'm like, oh, no, this one, this one just did some work. It's we got right, it. Sir. I want to get to it. This goes back to mom. And if you're lucky, this kid is going to go right to sleep. So it's a very sweet show. Uh, mothers seem to really be uh, catching on to it. Um, I, I had fun just because, again, they, like I literally say to one guy, Dude, there's condoms. Like, what are you doing? You know, so they they just let me have it's an fun. Online, it's online. It's exactly. So you can follow Jim at, at Jim O'Hare, O-H-E-I-R. Correct. Spelled differently than the airport. It just sounds like the airport. So where'd you grow up? Lance. Oh, what, oh. Oh, go ahead. What can you tell us? Where'd you grow up? Lansing, uh, Michigan. Lansing, Illinois. Lansing, Illinois. Right outside of Chicago. I don't know where I have any idea where that is. Uh, near, uh, it's right on the Indiana border. So uh, okay. Gary, Calumet City, Illinois, Ooh, Gary, Indiana. Gary's not so cool anymore. Uh, like that I then, don't know or? that it was so great then either. Uh, but we were a distance from Gary. No, actually, it was this little. Uh, I can picture the sign twenty eight thousand people. Mm. Uh, it was one of those kind of a little idyllic growing ups. What'd your parents do? Uh, my dad was. Uh, uh, what's it called when they put. <laughs> pipe cover. My oh, God, I lost a track. pipe. Pipe cover industrial. Uh, so, uh, and of course, he died so of machine, a combination machine. of mesothelioma oh, and lung cancer. So, uh, not a good career to have. Oof. He had been a cop, loved being a cop, but realized raising four kids oh, on a cop God. salary because we're talking uh, early sixties uh. uh, couldn't do it. So, he's one of those wonderful guys who gave up his uh, dream to provide. And, yeah. and he was a machine tool guy? No. Uh, I, well, with tools, but in buildings, uh, installing insulation oh, and asbestos oh, and no. the whole thing. Then oh. later his life went on. He became the supervisor and, you know, he did, wasn't so much hands-on, mm. but he was still there. And even after they, even after they outlawed. Uh, asbestos. I remember being, you know, he would get his jobs in the summer in the mill. Well, they have to tear it down and stuff. They well, still... but they were still putting it out. Oh, really? Because they had so much of it, I think. But yeah, now abatement, they take it down, and those poor guys, they are covered from head to yeah. toe. Yeah. They are scanned and yeah. they're soaped, and yeah, that's a whole. But yeah, and some people say leave it alone. And so theater became your thing. Is that the first? Well, you know what I did? I did radio first. It's incredible. Well, of course, with his voice, I'm sure you yeah, thought I did, voice. Doctor. It, it is a great voice uh, for you. you know, it, it is what it is. I went to Loyola uh, for accounting, which when I think back now is just oh, so laughable. Fantastic. Oh, it's just how sad it would have been for anyone who hired me. <laughs> uh, it would have been awful. But while I was there, they had a radio station. 
and anybody could there, there was no audition. Do you have an hour free? <laughs> well, that's where our college radio station was, too. Is it? Yeah. When so, was this? What was it? Uh, WLUW in Chicago. What year? Uh, 80. Because I'm all 80. I graduated in 80 high school. So, yeah, would it be 80 going to 81, 80, uh, 80 into 81? That must have been a fun time. To it was that. great. Yeah. It was great. And my. You know, not a mistake because it was so much fun. But I got involved in a fraternity. Double but, Sigma Pi shout out. But but college radio had had significant impact in the early eighties. Yeah, but not what I was doing. Oh. No, <laughs> you, you got to understand. I, to this day, and and I, I get shit for this, and I will continue to get shit. I'm the guy who said I liked acapella. I liked Manolo. Oh, I okay. liked. Air so like everyone else, it's boom, boom. You know the music coming is AC, DC, and yeah. all this. I'm like, oh, that's so loud. Oh God. Uh, so no, I wasn't there. So I was not making any inroads. God. If anything, I was bringing it down. You, bring you know, the soft. Uh, what do they call it back then? Soft rock. Easy listening. Easy listening. Yeah. Good morning. Oh my God. Yeah. No, funny. the worst. Uh, though that's still what I listen to. Like bread. Do you know bread? When you when you follow bread, they've done. Every, they've. I'm telling you, they've written every song you love. Really? I'm telling you, I'm people not so sure. look up bread, All and right. they have written. I, every I learned s- that about John Fogarty. He wrote every song I love. Oh no, see that I didn't know. Yeah, wait, do you see his, uh, He's written so because you don't know that other people are singing. Yeah. other people's songs. Yep. So you give them credit. Yep. You know, uh, but uh, yeah. So bread was a big part of my life. <laughs> oh, this is so sad. Yeah. Uh, but then I, I went to a place called the America, uh, American Broadcast Academy. It was in Chicago. And by the end, you leave with a reel, a demo reel. Yeah. And you send it all over the country. And this is snail mail days where now you're getting the money together but, for but, stamps. But, but and people have to remember, radio was an extremely powerful medium back then. It was it. Yeah. That's it, what it, you... It, it was certainly where young people went. It affected yes. the culture. It affected everything. It was very powerful. It's lost that patina. <laughs> yeah, and, and, I mean, uh, I'll be honest, and I hate to say it because I, I, it's I was obsessed with it. Uh, I listen to your show if I'm in the car. I listen to uh, oh god, in the morning I do love um, Handle on okay. uh, uh, whatever. Yeah, oh, god, KFI. my KFI. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I have Sirius in the car. So, well, thank you for listening it, to us. I do appreciate. No, it of course, much. no, and podcasts and. Uh, it's changed. It's, it's all changed. It's, it's just different. Yeah. Yeah. And but, the music doesn't have the same cultural no. cachet that it did. You know, we, we all, we, what you it's, listen to determined who you hung with. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, the, I, my, so the first job I get is at a, a, a dual station, WRIN AM, WLUP, no, WLXQ FM. And you had to work both sides, AM and FM. Yeah. In the morning, I would do. Uh, and it was you could occasionally play music, but it was kind of a talk. And you did uh, trading shows, you know, where people calling Jim. I got that's two cattle that, that, that I need to trade. That Stern makes fun it's, of now. Uh, I listened to that oh and died God, because so there was uh, could have been you, could have been me. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I don't think so. Uh, did you see the one recently? The when they got through dildo. The no, dildo recipe, no. <laughs> and someone went along with it. Now, what is in that recipe? What's well, in that dildo you're talking <laughs> exactly. about? Exactly. <laughs> oh my god! I, you know, last year I, I did the. Uh, I know you, I've heard you many times in the show, but I did the after show. Oh, great! It's so fun. Oh right? my god! Isn't that fun? Oh my gosh! Because yeah. I'm a bit of a. I'm a big fan. Well, you, you're, the you're day a- you were there and realized Richard. Oh, oh, had, so Richard's people didn't know oh. Richard. Right? I, you wait in this. Sirius is this sort of empire, and you wait in this big, glorious waiting room. It's two <laughs> stories, and you know, there's a thing on the screen that says "Welcome." You know, whoever you are is welcoming everybody who has to be a guest today. And um, and I went to the bathroom, which is just over there by where some of the studios are. And as I'm going in, Richard from you know from the Stern Group comes in and goes, "Hey, I go, hey man, we still got to have our beer one of these days because I." You know, he's Richard's an alcoholic. One hundred percent. Absolutely. I don't. I don't. I don't. that. No, I mean, you're not a, judging it. You're no, just saying this is the, the situation. What he did, yes, and one day he'll yes. probably have to deal with it. In the yeah. meantime, enjoy. I don't care. I'll have beer with him. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. And so I then I made a pledge. I'm, we're going to have that beer one day, Richard. No, it's fine. And when he came out, coming out of the bathroom, I shook his hand. And uh, I went in, and then I'm waiting. I go into the inner sanctum, and Richard goes into the main studio and goes, oh, yeah, I just thought I drew shook his hand after I crapped my pants mm. and had to wipe it out. And that's the mm. hand I wiped it out with. And uh, oh, yeah, that was a good time. He's, uh, yesterday, I was uh, – yesterday, yeah, when I drove back from Palm Springs, uh, he didn't bathe for like three days, and the smell was so bad. They were all screaming. I mean – he had run twice. 
He'd, Richard, uh, Richard, he's so, he's so funny. He's, uh, he's so funny. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, but I digress. Uh, but, but so anyway, so you were on the after show and you got so with, with uh, Gary and, and yeah. So John. which was just a, a huge, is a huge fan. It was yeah. a huge treat. Were you promoting Lullaby League? Is that no? Last year it was. Um, uh, I have a film on Netflix called Middleman, mm. and it's the as I say the anti Jerry from Parks film. And uh, we trend a lot on Netflix, which is really exciting because, um, you know, you put an indie together and it's tough. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's tough. Uh, actually, I did Adam's indie. Um, oh. Road uh, Hard. You're the first road person. Hard. First person seen on screen. First person seen on screen. That's and funny. we were there for day one, which I love day ones on films because everyone's equal. Like, no one's got attitude yet no one is a you know because it happens I, yeah, i've been around a lot of years uh you know people start doing this i loved it it was really fun it was yeah and adam because i love that boxing film he did i said he's a real actor because to me don't tell him I, I sadly i have and it was a huge mistake uh yeah no 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 i'll never say okay, it again yeah uh so no but so i did this radio stuff and so then um sorry w-r-n-w-l-q-i and then they um the guy who owned it was crazy punching holes in walls his wife screaming at her all day it was just one of those he would trade out everything so our checks wouldn't clear. Like oh. literally, he would. He was driving a Cadillac. Yeah, yeah. That he was trading yeah, ads. Radio out. was a shady business then too. Totally yeah. shady. Yeah. But it's also in the day. I'm cutting my own spots yep. with a razor, yep. Yep. Ring, 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 making noise to yeah, oh, slice it right there. Put a piece of tape. I mean, it was those so, days. So again, I want to describe what what Jim's talking about. It's a reel to reel. Yeah. With magnetic tape. <laughs> where he's like, and then cutting it and splicing. Go with, for that sound with where you know razors it's... and tape. Yes, literally like Scotch tape. And you had hundreds, literally hundreds of what they called carts. Yeah, lined up. Yeah, and you would have to go in there and pull your carts for your shift, and you pull all those, and that stacks. And they were eight track carts. Eight big. That's basically they were yeah. big old eight track yeah. carts. And then at the end of your shift, there's no money at this place for assistance or anything. You're erasing. Your own carts. Yeah. It was one of those things. Yeah. I also typed the logs every day because oh I can type well, quickly. And, and again, but, but the reason you would do that is because you'd go in these small markets. and You were probably great, grateful to have that job. So yeah. excited. Yeah, because then you just move up the food chain into bigger and bigger markets. But what happened for me was I got a random call one day. Mm-hmm. And somebody's, uh, they, the secretary said, uh, someone wants to talk to you off the air. Okay. Like, I thought crap, it was a, what did I do? You no, know, I thought it was a farmer because sometimes they'll say, can you tell people that I need, you know, oh. I was like, whatever. Uh, and it was some dude. And I feel terrible because I wish I knew his name now and I don't. But he goes, I travel uh, this route a lot. My kid goes to um, uh, St. Joe's is in Rensselaer, Indiana at the college uh, basketball school. And he said, uh, you're funny. You're this. You're blah, blah, blah. Uh, you should consider Second City in Chicago. Oh. Oh, thank you. Uh, no, no, I really thank you. One thing later. Well, six months later, I end up leaving, and I went to Second City in my Chicago. Da- my daughter did Second City. Oh, she wow. Loved it. She did the writing program, I think, eventually. Well, I did in the yeah. old days. Yeah, they didn't yeah. really even have a writing program. But you, day one, you are on stage at Second City. Yeah. On the stage Improv. that Belushi was on, oh my god, that uh, yeah. Murray. Uh, now they have multiple different stages. Now and there's stuff. E- yeah. there's all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But that was pretty crazy. And I knew uh, I've told this story a thousand times. I got on that stage, you know, nervous as hell. You do they make you do a scene, and I got that first laugh. Oh yeah, and you I were thought, hooked. oh boy. <laughs> and I knew it wasn't well, now, all going to be good. But <laughs> well, now, now were you still driving back to do your radio show? No, no, no. I had left the the man. Our bills, not, none of our checks so have no been job. cleared. No so I was going to go back, live with the folks, and start sending my reel out Got again. It. And then I started Second City, and I knew. Uh, and I really, I, I, I thought to myself, this I will do this the rest of my life. Never thinking it would pay my bills. Mm-hmm. I thought I would have whatever job I had, but I would need this outlet. feeling, this, this outlet. outlet. Yeah, and so, oh, so fun. and then I met uh, five other people, and we formed a comedy group called White Noise, and it's why I'm sitting here today it's because so we funny. did some crazy shows. And improv had a huge impact on that whole huge generation. Impact. Yeah. Uh, it's still out there, and you know, improv is tough. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, there's nothing worse than bad improv. Well, I've noticed watching my daughter's stuff, a lot of improv um, now done well includes music. There's a lot of music uh, in improv now. Well, if you have a good pianist, they can yeah. – anyone on the my, keyboard. My son, who's they, a musician, did, did improv musicals oh, where wow. they'd improv the that's whole scary thing. Oh, my. It yeah. looked like a magic trick yeah, to me. That's I, scary. I said, I said what, what, he goes, we did nothing. We just, just did it. I, yeah. I, like, 
It's impossible. <laughs> it's a magic trick. Exactly. There's got to be a trick to this. Yeah. Is your daughter still into it? Is she? She's now at Columbia doing a writing program. So in Chicago? No, no. Columbia, Columbia. In uh, New York. And nice. doing, doing literary stuff. Right, so, right. But uh, Real writing. Real writing. But I, but I want her – I was just thinking about it today. I thought – God, she had a thing for comedy writing, and TV needs women that write comedy. Well, get her back. She'll here. find her legs. It'll, I know she'll it's be really, fine. <laughs> it's, it's. I must tell you, as a parent of uh, mid twenty millennials, the, the the economy's starting to turn on again, so they're much more optimistic yeah. than, than they were five years ago. Say, well, but but it's nerve wracking. Try to figure out how do you get a course in. Well, as you didn't you, you dissuaded or tried to dissuade one of your sons from going into law. It wouldn't. Is, it, is there a better time for a female comedy writer with some chops to be coming into the? Hollywood no, workplace? I've got to talk her into it. That's though. what I'm saying, though. But that's, I, that's I, a I smart. Did, so, so, so you mean you're saying I talked Douglas into law school by telling him not to go? No, so I should I'm, tell I'm saying to, you were trying to dissuade him because of the climate. I oh, think yeah. for the exact same reason, you should be encouraging her to become yeah. a Hollywood comedy writer. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I, right and now, is he in law school? For, One of them's in law school, yeah. So, so you have a musician? He's, oh, the, he's the law he's, school guy, yeah. Oh, yeah. backup plan. Exactly. Always a good plan. Yeah, that's a, oh. He's a composer, and all the composing societies, all the old timers are like, hey, dude, kid, have a backup plan. Good, it's an impossible way to make a living. Absolutely. So that's why that's, so. I tell that even with acting, so like you guys – First of all, if it's in your gut, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. If it truly is there, like I told you that day, I knew. Again, never thought it would pay my bills, but I knew I would have to do it. So if it's in your gut, you got to do it. If it's not, don't do it yeah. because th- there's it's way painful. easier paths to do it. Uh, but even if it's in your gut, have a backup plan have because a, diversify your portfolio. Something's got to pay your bills uh-huh. while you're pursuing. What did you do when you were? Thankfully, training? thankfully, thankfully. And I, there's no reason, but I type incredibly fast. How interesting. The, I was put at 112 words a minute. And accurate too, huh? Apparently, huh? yeah. So I became a word processor because when you're, as we would say, heavy set, a.k.a. fat, people don't like when you sweat in their food. Oh, my god! So waitering was never going to oh be an option. Gosh, so so I could not be your typical actor waiter because no one wants it. Unless they want some extra salt, I got nothing to offer. It gets hot. It's hot. Yeah. So, um, but for some reason, so I became at the. It was a career. Some people made a career out of word processing. So I would it's go fantastic. and uh, worked at companies and uh, did their their forms and their this and their that, and it paid decent while I was every like my my dad would always teach because my dad never, you know, he was an eight to fiver. You yeah. know, he was old school. He'd go wait, wait, wait. So he'd go, be confused. I'm uh, sure. Just confused. Yeah. He goes, you go downtown all day, then. You go to these theaters all night, and they don't pay you. Yeah. I go, well, I, they don't. Not only don't they pay, but a lot of times you'll have to chip in to uh, get a space them. or to get paint a because we got to paint. Uh, the, he never understood. That being said, he was at every opening night. Oh wow! He would be. Uh, I would hear from others when a review would come out in the paper. Because in those days, it was all about the review. Now, were you doing formal theater at that point? Or a little you... bit of everything. Oh, uh, we had my, The comedy group was called White Noise, and we did original stuff. And for the time, it was very – like now you would be like, oh, big deal. They had animation in it. Big deal. Well, in the mid to late 80s, it was a big deal. Yeah. And so we were kind of doing stuff that hadn't been seen, certainly in Chicago. That's cool. And then we did a play. And, and then I started branching out and working with – Chicago theaters yeah. to do legit, you know, yeah. what they call legit theater. theater. And I love, love, love theater. I just did a three-month gig in Kansas City. Wow. That's, I mean, as much as um, so many wonderful things have happened because of parks, uh, it's allowed me to do what the hell I want to do. What were you doing? What were you playing in Kansas City? Uh, funny Money, a farce. They had me running all over for two hours every night. Do you do and all- it's, a bro- it's a Broadway schedule. It's only Mondays off. It's eight shows a week. And uh, I have calves that you can't believe now. <laughs> Instead of fat, they're muscle. <laughs> do you do you uh, do all comedy or is it some straight drama? I love doing the straight stuff too. Like, but that being like? said, I don't do. Um, I'm not a Shakespeare guy. Right, right. And I know a lot of people are. And but the actors, Arthur Miller. Aren't, oh my God, yeah. Arthur Miller. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, oh, that would it? be a never. It. But I would love. Oh my God, yeah. be scared to death. Yeah. But I would love to do it. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I and my people or whatever my agents and everybody they know. You know, if a if some big theater offer comes in, that would take priority over 
pretty much anything What's else. What's your favorite role so far? Um, oh, a couple of them, maybe. Boy, so many. My favorite role is the role that uh, got me to L.A., and it wasn't – it was a crazy, ridiculous piece with puppets and blood, and it was dark, so dark, so very dark. At the end, I'm literally screaming as I'm throwing myself into a, a, a furnace wow. you know, to die, and, cool. and puppets that bled and spoke mm. and you fell in love with. And it was just crazy. Ooh, it, it was called Stumpy's Gang, and – it opened the door for me because when I got here, we were going to run for – the plan was six weeks. It ran for, I think, almost four months. Mm-hmm. It got me agents and a manager, all the stuff that you fight to get when you move here because yeah. that's the tough stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it was just kind of there then. Like then people, were, It became the show to see. And then the TV stuff started, yeah. Oh. Well, if you're looking to buy a new car, certainly you have come across a bunch of confusing terms like MSRP, and I refuse to confuse you with more of them because you don't need to worry about it anymore because True Car introduces you to True Price. That's right, an actual price. You'll know exactly what you're going to pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories. Before you ever get to the dealership, True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want from the comfort of your own home. And of course, it includes fees and accessories, so you know exactly what the true price is. That's why they call it True Price. And you know True Price is a great price because True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want. And uh, True Car certified dealers know this, so they set the true price competitively so they can win your business. These Dealers want that business. And once you lock in that price, you see the scattergram, you see what other people paid, you lock in that true price, you know it's for an actual piece of inventory on a true car certified dealer's lot. So whether you're ready to buy new or used, don't forget, used cars as well, you will enjoy a more confident car buying experience by just visiting True Car. It's simple. It's true price. Enjoy that more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Now, you've seen me on TV talking about TheraWorks. If you're one of the millions of Americans who suffer from muscle cramps in your legs and feet, relief is in sight. We are now getting testimonials starting to come in. I'm proud of this product. TheraWorks Relief is topical foam clinically proven to relieve muscle cramps fast. It's not a pill, so for the first time, we can relieve this really disturbing problem. Some people can't exercise because of it. Some people can never sleep because of it. With daily use, TheraWorks Relief can even prevent muscle cramps before they start. Now, for over a year... I've been recommending TheraWorks to my family, friends, patients, and the results have been – the patients are now sending it to their friends, which um, is extraordinary. TheraWorks Relief is the real deal. It's a potentially life-changing product. And best of all, you don't even need a prescription. It is over-the-counter. So for underserved communities, they don't have to see a doctor. They don't have to get a prescription, and it's available, and it's not a medication. It's an over-the-counter foam. You just rub right in. And Theraworks Relief is my choice for preventing and relieving muscle cramps. Make it yours, too. Get Theraworks Relief today at select CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens pharmacies or at theraworksrelief.com, T-H-E-R-A-W-R-X, Relief. Talk to your pharmacist. Get their uh, input on it, too. They are as enthusiastic as I am. Ask them about Theraworks Relief and experience relief for muscle cramps for yourself. That is Theraworks Relief for muscle cramps. If you like this show, then step into Heather Dubrow's world every Thursday and Friday on Podcast One. Heather is talking to some of the fabulous guests like Queer Eyes Karamo Brown, actress and singer Kristen Chenoweth, and many more. I've been on her show. She's great. You don't want to miss a second of it. Check it out. Heather Dubrow's world at Podcast One and Apple Podcast. Also, don't forget to rate and review. So jealous of those comedies you were. <laughs> you <laughs> could like do so all fun. of them. What the hell? Like so much fun. Well, you know, Curb is uh, there is no script. I well, they, he tells you what he wants. You, right? Like for the audition, you get what they call a chit. C h i t. There is an audition. You get this chit, What's and it a says chit? Uh, it's just a little sheet of paper. Uh. uh not even, not even as big as this little pad that so I'm pointing to now. It's like a buck slip. Exactly, and it will just say the the what's happening in the scene, and that's what you go in. And I uh, I did it, and Larry was there, and of course you're oh, it's Larry David, and uh, and even before that, I'm of course obsessed with Seinfeld forever. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and again, I still love meeting those kind of people. So yeah. uh, that was nerve wracking, and then the day you do it, the week you know your episode. It's the same thing. You are playing until they get what they like, and then you kind of stick in that area. Like they'll be like, "Yeah, this, yeah, this is working." That's during the rehearsal, during the during, audition. No, no, no. The now I've gotten the part. Some yeah. miracle happened. I get yeah. the part, and now we're on set. And there's no, there, no one's handing you a script. That does not exist. Fantastic. So you just go out there and do it. That's why they have a lot of improv people on there yeah. because of 
that's you know what the show what it is. basically yeah. is. And if Larry likes it, it sticks. And then um, what I thought was so funny was between takes, he does crossword puzzles, and then <laughs> again, it's just something I, I found odd. He finished it, and the second he finished it. Before he could even put a pen down, some assistant walked in with a brand new fresh one. Wow. Some from some other paper. Wow. I don't know. That caught my attention. That's really interesting. Uh, but it was fun. And that was the day that um, there's a woman named Winnie Holtzman, and she's a writer. And uh, her husband played Larry's father-in-law on Curb, uh, Paul Dooley. And so she came in to guest. And so we were the guests that week. And we're talking or whatever, and we're leaving one day. They put you in a van to head you back to the studio, and she's got this big bag that says Wicked. Wicked London, Wicked Chicago, Wicked L.A., blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, I love that show, Wicked. Have you seen it? I'm thinking she's a big fan. She goes, ah, I wrote it. <gasps> what? Oh, my God. She wrote the book. Oh, my God. <laughs> and who is she now? She's Winnie Holtzman. She's, she's who's? She was on the, my same episode. She oh played Lair. Uh, she was this woman who was kind of mugged. By Larry accidentally, you know, in how the show is where yeah. one, he does the most ridiculous things. And, of course, the, yeah, yeah. they're all wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah, every, yeah. He should just know that every choice he makes is wrong. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> Which is why it's still yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Do you but do that musicals was fun. ever? No, my, my, my curse is uh, I don't sing. You got this voice, though. Uh, somebody could it, teach you. It, I even I've tried. I can carry a tune. I could, uh, you could do a Nathan Lane style kind of. I, I, I think I could do hairspray because I could be, uh, you know, the Funny mother. Funny thing happened in the way of the form. Funny thing happened. I could probably get yeah, away with. See? I would love it. I, I, I uh, and I, I a real gift. A couple weeks ago, when I was in New York, I got to see Hamilton, and I gave a gift to the people near me because I know all the words. Oh, how so funny. they were thrilled. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, I had to. Well, you could do that. For I sure. had to stop. Okay. Although that's. <laughs> Yeah, that no. seems hard. Hell no. <laughs> yeah. Hell no could I do Hamilton. Yeah, that seems hard. Uh, I wish I had the voice because there's uh, – I love a musical. I, lo- I, 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 I'm pretty easy. I like all that kind of – I like the chance to do it all. And I bet a, I bet a good know. teacher could teach you to sing pretty easy because you've got the sort of the I feel like already. I have the moments and then it goes bad. <laughs> they keep you in the right range. Yeah. And, and I'm interested in your observation about the crossword puzzle. It, or do you find yourself making careful observation about human behavior as sort of character choices it, that you can then use later for your You're acting? probably giving me way too much credit. It's because it was him. You was watching him like a microscope. I was staring yeah. at him, yeah. just to be perfectly honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was staring at him, and I know Jeff Garland just from Chicago, and he was there. So, and he, uh, he, I'm sure you've met Jeff. I just, met him once a couple weeks ago, and it was, oh, what, yeah, I know what a great, guy. what a just a sweet man, just yeah. a sweet, sweet man, and. Uh, so he was there too. That I don't know, so I was kibbissing with him, of course. And no, I just did it because it was Larry. I, I couldn't. Yeah. Take my eyes off. I get it. Yeah. No, it was probably very scary for him. So what? What are things about you that the average person doesn't know? I mean, the things that because we, huh. I think we're oh, very that's familiar. A great question. We're sort of familiar with you and your character. Yeah. I, I think you're an easy person to feel like you know. Are, are there yeah. things that we don't know about you? I don't. Th- you know, people. I, you know, I always say, like, you could go into my computer and maybe some weird porn stuff that would maybe offend some people, but there's nothing illegal. I don't I don't have anything that's going to, like, I'm put sure, me. I'm not sure I need to go there, well, but if no, you no, want to no. go there, we but will. I just say, people are like, oh, if they came to my, eh, I, mean, I don't want yeah. them to, but. That's the way I feel, too. My I, thing is, like, the NSA I, comes, I have at it. I, I, I go, do what you're yeah. going to do. Yeah. I guarantee you, unless you plant something. Yeah. Uh, and well, it's not going to be anything out of the ordinary, uh, that's uh, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. It won't yeah. be anything that was done purposely illegally. Yeah. There's, God knows, no weird children yeah. thing or yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. So I, I'm, God, I'm pretty milk toast. Uh, like that being said, s- I'm much filthier than people think. Do you like, I am much do you do filthier. I don't do stand up. People you, all the time, where can I see you live? Where can I see you live? Yeah. Uh, nowhere, because I think it's terrifying. Which reminds me, I was supposed to go to stand up tonight. I was supposed to do that. Oh, my God. You're supposed to do stand up? I'm supposed to go visit. I'm supposed to see Mike Catherwood at a stand up tonight. What time? Where's he doing stand up? The improv? No, some little place in Hollywood. He's doing with, with Whitney Cummings and Christina Oh, that's, P. A, that's a good it's a great uh, lineup. It's a lineup, yeah. Oh, my God. What time? Probably now. Uh, <laughs> well, there you go. Tell I them know, you had Jim O'Hare. Exactly. My God, what a gift. Do something important. Relax. What a gift. Uh, yeah, so people uh, people never think I'm dirty, and I'm fucking filthy, and I love it. And I'm, I, I go blue. And is I, it when you when you do improv and stuff, you go, you go blue? I or? can go blue on improv. If an interview heads that way, I'm willing to go right down that road. I love uh, busting did, did, balls. Did Adam take you there? 
Yeah, well, Adam, you know, I discussed my, I don't want to get emotional, but I discussed my RCS, you know, the uh, restless cock syndrome. And... Uh, is that where? Is that where he? Is that where that was? Is that where RCS was coined? Was it uh, yes, it was Adam, not me. Because we we talked yes. about restless cock a few times. Yes, yes, yes. And I admitted I know it's a that I emotional topic it, for it got very tough. It got very tough. Yeah. I, I admitted some stuff I hadn't admitted to myself even. Yeah. And actually, and Gina was trying to comfort me, and I'm like, dude, this is oh, only causing more no, trouble. That's so be a dangerous. Ooh, did you have to take exactly. some lyric or something to get through all that? Or? I mean, ah, that's just yeah. though. Boy, I should should I ever should I, ever, I, I could tell you something now that's so gross. But you're a doctor, but it's not everyone who's listening isn't a doctor. But I'll tell you. Um, Okay, I can't believe I'm repeating this. But I'm about to have a procedure done at the end of the month mm-hmm. to remove a stone. Okay. Uh, it's lodged. It's like in so the So you're going to have a transurethral. It's in the ureter. Does yeah. that make any sense yeah. or whatever? So they're going to go through into cystoscopy and send a wire uh, up and grab Exactly. It. But I've had those before because they, they tend to run in the family. Pretty stones. Uh, it's incredibly unpleasant. Yeah. And then the last time he said, oh, maybe you know, in the future we would put you out. Are you effing kidding me? Why, why didn't you put me out like, this why time? Why wasn't that an option? Are yeah. you kidding? I mean, would you have lithotripsy before, or did you have the transurethral? I had where I, my, I was in a stirrups like a woman giving birth, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he came. First of yeah. all, the nurse comes in. Hey, those used to be those used to be rigid scopes. And oh, now the flexible, dude, you know, fiber optics. Oh, ri- oh, so literally. Oh, yeah, yeah. well, they brought in the extra long cord. You know what I'm saying, people? That's what I'm talking about. And uh, extra wide and long and uh, no. Uh, so <laughs> how sad Irish. Catholic, you know, uh, so it's all, it's an awful procedure because number one, the nurse, they had the nurse do all the prep, which yeah. you turtle up immediately. It's yeah. horrible. Yes. And she squirts. It's, first she takes a syringe. So you're like, Ooh, well, she puts a goopy, but it's a goopy not a needle. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah, some sort of catheter an, tip syringe to, to uh, numb yes. the area. Yes. So they do that. Then he comes in and is, he's on a little wheelie thing and he comes in, Jim, my kids just saw you on Zach and Cody. Oh. Oh and God. okay, look at the screen. Okay. And he's talking as if. What's well, it he does We're all day. sitting at lunch. He does you know, these things all day. Exactly. And as horrified as I am, I keep telling myself, this poor nurse who's dealing with looking at this mess <laughs> has done this 100 times in the last week. Week. Yeah. This he's literally fully having a conversation about a, a kids Disney show that I was on that his kids loved. That's pretty funny. And he starts at it. And I'm thinking Okay, not horrible, uh, kind of pulley, kind of weird, kind of pulley yeah. feelings, but not horrible. And then boom. Uh, he goes, I'm about to go into the prostate. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. yeah. I screamed like a yeah. little girl on the playground. It was nasty. Now, it only lasts yeah. seconds, but it w- it's like a burning, like a... like a. Anyway. Hey, I, I hope you don't get to go through the, the pleasure of uh, transrectal biopsies, which are... It, I, I went through like five times. I have no idea what it is. It's, but it's a prostate biopsy where it's like being sh- shot through <sighs> your rectum. It's like literally like it got so intense the last few times I was doing it. I, I would get sweats just walking. Oh, my office. God. The, the what kind of response. disease do you have? Prostate that, cancer. Are you clean? I have had a big operation. I should. I seem to be clean now. Awesome. Yeah, so. How long ago was that? I feel, why five didn't I hear? Ago. I feel five like I would have heard about that. I, I, I didn't talk about it till I'd been uh, about it. Mm, I think I was about two years out. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure I was a good outcome before I made a big right. deal about it. And I was going to yeah. talk about how easy it is. No big deal. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the observation when they're doing the regular biopsies was like, oh. Oh, damn. But um, – yeah. So, what so, kind of cancer was it? Prostate. So, did they remove or did yeah, they the whole thing. and do the whole thing? The whole big surgery. Well, that leads to what I'm about to tell you. Oh. So, uh, so now they find this other stone, yeah. and then they do a CT, and it's stuck, and yeah. it's so. But because of I'm doing, a, I've been you know knock on wood working a lot, so I'm not free till the end of this month. I leave like tomorrow. I leave for Chicago, then Dallas. It's all good, but. And they said, as long as you're not in pain, we can hold off. Yeah, yeah. I said, okay. In the meantime, we're putting you on Flomax. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I guess reduces. O- opens the sort of the flow. Something. So yeah. they put me on Flomax. Yeah. Now, oh, boy, I cannot believe I'm saying this. Uh, and I know my sister is listening for a fact because she adores you. So, Beth, I, forgive me. Um, they didn't tell me. About some of the side effects of Flomax. Now, I don't know if you're aware of some. Fainting is the big one. No, I have had none of that. Uh Uh-oh. There is no uh, product. Oh, yeah. No, you get retrograde. Retrograde ejaculation. It goes up into your bladder. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 
tell a guy. Yeah. Just tell a guy. No, you, that's not yeah. a, that's not a super common side effect, but but it is apparently, and I think that's something that should be said because when you have been doing something the same way for yes. a lot of years, and nothing. You're like, what, what, the, what, what the hell? <laughs> like the worst. Yes, because yeah. some people I, are well, really freaked out. By well, that. I start googling. Yeah. So I'm some horrible. Tumor is it wrapped it around whatever uh, vas deferens is that a, uh, no. is that a thing? Yes, so oh no. god, I'm googling, and then oh, I, god, as I'm googling, da, 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 side effects of yeah. son of a b. Yeah. So I call the guy the next day. He goes, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that, it, it's going into your bladder. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Fine. Which again, just tell a guy. That's all I'm saying. So yeah. So now I go at the end of the month, and they're gonna. Pull this. Pull this. When, when they move the stone, when they pull the wire, and put, does it hurt when they go back? This time I'll be out. Yeah. Uh, so I have no idea. In the past, I will say the only pain was when he and he warned the me about part. to go into the prostate. Well, enjoy Michael Jackson's milk because that's probably what they'll use. They'll use. Yeah. Uh, oh, to put me out? Yeah. Oh, okay. They use the same stuff that he took, but Pro- much more controlled pl- environment. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it is pre- I had that for my last uh, endoscopy, and it's pretty interesting. You're just, boosh, you're just out. Oh, damn, that's yeah. fine. That's better yeah. that than, I mean, when he said to me, eh, in the future, we, I'm like, why, what did you, why I did I just go through this? I know. Well, because it's not without risk being putting somebody in Pro- And I'm a big guy, and maybe yeah. that's a concern. And, and, that's and true. And it does kind of yeah. knock the crap out of you for a day or so afterwards. I, you know what? Knock the yeah. crap out of me because that I'm was – uh, I'm all about do what you got to do to me. I just don't need to be awake. Well, other than <laughs> other than a transurethral resection, <laughs> exactly. uh, what's up for you in the future? What's, where should we look for you other than the Lullaby League? Lullaby League. Uh, Middleman's on Netflix. I just shot a film with um, – Oh, God, it was amazing. Um, Jeff Bridges and Chris Hemsworth oh, wow. and Dakota Johnson oh and John Hamm. Um, uh, yeah, that was in Canada. Um, you just it, had Logan Lucky come out. And Logan Lucky film. came out with my, part, my, but... my buddy Channing Tate. Uh, Chan to me. Uh-huh. Anyway. Well, uh, what about this new Channing one? I'm curious well, about this it's, one. Well, uh, I don't know that I'm even allowed to talk much about oh. it other than I've shot it. Where is it likely to be? Uh, oh, big old movie theaters, probably next Great. summer. Great. Yeah, no, it's a big, it's a big feature. Um... Then uh, I'm heading to Chicago tomorrow to do a sequel to a movie called Heavens to Betsy. It's Heavens to Betsy 2. See how they did that? Yeah. First it was Heavens to Betsy, now 2. And then I head to Dallas to do something, oh, the last... I believe it's The Last Whistle. It's it's a really interesting story about... It's a movie about a coach who... uh, hears through the rumor mill and then sees there's a college coach who's you know, recruiting him to maybe jump him up. He pushes his kids too hard and one of the kids dies. Oh my. So it's then what happens to this small town, how mm-hmm. people react. And so I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, boy, I have a movie out there called Every 21 Seconds. Did you know, which you will, a yeah. traumatic brain injury every 21 seconds. Not surprised. I had no idea. Yeah. And who this movie's about, this guy was awesome. He's Probably ninety five percent back, which they never expected. Yeah. Still though, terrible short term memory uh, stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, a weird punch, and he fell, and the way he hit his head. Oh yeah. Uh, just random. Yeah. Just yeah. random. Yeah. And changed his life. Yeah, concussion. You know, you have any type, you can be startled how much it changes people. That is terrible because it can yeah. happen. You're walking and you fall or something. People thing. laugh and, and throw their head back and hit them, and then have a significant sort of change oh, after that. Damn. Well, no, that one was, and I played the neurosurgeon, and I had to learn words. Of course, <laughs> that was the worst because you know, actors. One of the toughest part of our job is memorization. And when it doesn't make sense, oh, it's, so funny. it's tough. Call me next time. I'll I, I, yes, I will call you next time. Well, hello to I your am sister. a big fan. Hello I to your sister. I appreciate Which actually, that. she sent me. Do you have a minute for me to look at my phone? Yeah. She sent me. Here's what I'm supposed to say to you. And I don't know anything about this. Okay, okay. So you might, if she's. I'm glad I brought her up. Um, well, because I, yeah, I did actually forget about it. So here's what she said to me. Okay. Oh, and I can see she's also texted since we've been on. Oh, um, So. Uh, okay, Dr. Drew. Okay. One more thing. I know you're seeing Dr. Drew soon. So tell him. Now, again, I hope this is because I don't know what she's talking all right, about. It's all good. So if it's a please, weird thing. Please. It's wrong to put Kaylin in a room with Brianna. Oh, my God. The nasty sister and nastier mother. 
They're like Kaylin, a pack Kaylin, of. <laughs> I got to put Kaylin in the room with Brianna. Nasty sister, natural. Okay, got it. They're like got a it. pack of animals yelling, yeah. ganging up on her, and it's wrong. Yeah. It's just wrong. Well, I've watched Teen Mom from the very first episode, yes, just yes. saying. I tell her I am doing a reunion with that group okay. this weekend. Okay. Uh, I will see them She's Saturday it as we and speak. Sunday. Well, we're not on the radio, oh, so, so she, she will hear her. when we speak. She will you hear. You can call her and tell her because yes. this will air after I actually have done that. Yeah. <laughs> And um, and that is one of my concerns is how I'm going to manage the women she's talking about. I, 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 yeah, we needn't go into that's it. That's off my but, radar. But there's a lot of drama amongst those women this season. Ah. And um, uh, Kaylin uh, – all right. I hope she's listening. Kaylin makes a very – because I'm now watching the season in preparation for to this To see thing what's going weekend. on, yeah. And Kaylin makes a very important observation about Javier, Javi. And uh, I'm, I think I'm going to dig into that a little bit and use that as my core sort of principle around which I try to organize these women, which is okay. that Javi is desperate for love. And in, in, Is he one of the boyfriends he's or the one of the – former baby daddy and now near – it's chaos. Okay. These women uh, there. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> she's talking about the sister and mom of the other one. And, right. And their, their aggression, I've got to deal with that too. So I will deal with Whew. all of it. This well, she's weekend. apparently very worked and, up about and it. And tell her that I, I, will, I will report back to her <laughs> once I've How done this the reunion this, this time. It's going to be a lot of dealings. That's with. awesome. Jim, privilege spending time with so you. Much really fun. Fun. Yeah, so thanks. much fun. So much fun. I could chat with you all day. Yeah, I could too. And congratulations yeah. on all your work. Oh, my Thank God. you. Just when you think about it's it, you're just going fun. from movie to movie to movie. That's a big deal, it's man. It's been fun. It's yeah. uh, well, forget Ben. It something. continues. To be well, fun. so far, yeah. yeah. So I know the phone will stop at some point, but it keeps ringing today. So Sorry, thank you so nice much. So much fun. Jimmo here, everybody, and uh, I'll see you all next time. For calling times and topics, follow the show on Twitter at Dr. Drew Podcast. That's D-R-D-R-E-W Podcast. The music from today's episode can be found on the swinging sounds of the Dr. Drew Podcast, now available on iTunes. And while you're there, don't forget to rate the show. The Dr. Drew Podcast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana and Gary Smith. For more information, go to drdrew.com. All conversation and information exchanged during the participation in the Dr. Drew Podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes. Only. Do not confuse this with treatment or medical advice or direction. Nothing on these podcasts supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Although Dr. Drew is a licensed physician with specialty board certifications by the American Board of Internal Medicine and the American Board of Addiction Medicine, he is not functioning as a physician in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who may appear on the podcast or drdrew.com. Mm-hmm.